Hi, this is Brittany, and welcome to episode three of the Reclusive Blogger Interviews. On episode three, I feature the band Walk Dog, comprised of couple Keith and Emily Fernandez. The band just released their debut EP, Soft Intentions, and we talk with the band on the EP and what life is like being music teachers as well as musicians. Can you hear us okay? Yes. All right, awesome. Hi, Brittany. Hi. How are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, uh, happy to be doing, um, uh, is this like a podcast or? Uh, I take the uh, recording from the Zoom and insert it into my podcast. Awesome. Yeah, we got a chance to kind of scope out a reclusive blogger and I think it's pretty neat. Thank you. Yeah. Where, where are you located at? LA area uh, in the San Gabriel Valley. Nice. Cool. Where I'm, are you? Uh, We're in Orange County. Yeah, oh, okay, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm originally from uh, Santa Fe Springs, Whittier area, oh, like okay. pretty, pretty close to the city. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I guess we could get started on uh, some of the questions. Um, I guess my first question would be, uh, what's the past year like for you, had been for you guys? As uh, making an EP during COVID or like just like a personal life? Um, I guess a little bit of both. Um, mainly just kind of make, the first thing was uh, making your uh, EP during COVID. Yeah, so we had scheduled time to go into the studio um, like two weeks before the the mandate happened and the lockdown. So then kind of last minute it was pushed back and we we're like, okay, maybe this is not gonna happen because this was the like first time that we were kind of starting off the duo. And uh, my producer, John O'Brien of the Music Box Studio, uh, he was in Fullerton at the time was like, hey, we can actually get this to work remotely. And I was like, okay, let's let's go for that. And so we did everything remotely. Uh, actually, the setup that I have behind uh, me and Emily is kind of where we did mostly everything. And then our drummer was like at his house uh, sending in the stems. And we use like the software to be able to like hear uh, everything pretty clearly that he would that yeah in real time that he was using i forgot what it was called audio movers um so i'm sure a lot of other people did exactly what we did as they were making eps or songs with their producers it was just kind of like um a time to just like be innovative and and do things that were probably already there to use 
uh, but obviously we just kind of used it more. So yeah, everything was kind of remote. I would say um, also, oh, sorry. <laughs> no, 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 it's okay. I was, I was actually gonna ask um, your, your perspective on the whole situation. That was my next question. Yeah, so like this whole project, Block Jug, uh, it really just started as Keith wanting to record some of his own songs that he's been writing. And that happened before the pandemic. Yeah, a few months before. And then because life slowed down and I don't know, we had time to kind of like think about where we wanted it all to go. We were able to kind of organically like turn it into walk jog and, and a, a duo group uh, because I've always been a musician. We're both music teachers. And so we were like, hey, let's do something together. Let's make this more than, than just like recording a couple songs. And like the time and the space that the year gave us, like really, we were able to really make something of it. So uh, yeah, I think if the year hadn't slowed down, that's kind of like the, maybe the bright side of everything that happened. Uh, yeah, it's so it's kind of fun for me. Yeah. It probably wouldn't have yeah. turned because yeah, it was originally just gonna be just me and like just not even to really be a band or anything, just to kind of have like a nice recording. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it kind of just like you said, it just kind of like blossomed into something cool. We're also in case like I, I don't know if you know or for your listeners, we're we're married. Yeah. yeah um yeah, and yeah. so that kind of makes it a little bit easier to like also just make music together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so it became like a fun project. Yeah, you, I was actually going to ask that question. Um, it was one of my questions. Uh, but I think you kind of answered that. Um, uh, how how that kind of plays into the music that you make. But I think you kind of answered that. That was one of my questions. So I guess mm -hmm. my okay, next. Well, you can ask any of them. We can read, you know, maybe something else will come to mind too yeah. if you ask it. Um, so. I guess my um, next question is, what what is the um, inspiration behind the new EP, which is coming out in September, right? Yeah, uh, okay. not next week, but the week after, yeah, September 1st, okay. uh, a Wednesday. Do you wanna take that? Uh, sure, um, so I think it's really inspired by well, the title is Soft Intentions, and I think we got that from, like, we know we have intentions, we have goals uh, as artists, um, but also just taking, like, a, a gentle step kind of into the giant world that is the music scene. Um, so that's where the title Soft Intentions comes from. Um, and the inspiration really came from a lot of different areas. Like I think Keith was inspired um, to write a lot of the instrumentation of the music kind of before the lyrics were put into place. Mm -hmm. um, but it, it really just came from what everyone was going through last year. I think a lot of the, yeah. the songs. Kind I, of I think it was, you know, it's kind of like a, a double-edged sword because I think everyone has their opinion on 
on everything and and is a is a news reporter in some way you know social media was kind of like this blast of information that was accurate inaccurate confusing and so it was kind of a mix of what the last year was like but also just like an escape too like just just music yeah. you know i i think like yeah it's important to talk about you know the hard hitting issues but i think people need uh some escapism from yeah. time to time to to you know maintain balance um so it's kind of like a hy hybrid of, of of both and to just kind of uh piggyback on the point that she was making about the title is is i i forget what the number is but there's like so many compared to a decade ago so many singles and songs released every day like we're just kind of this drop right now like we're just like this emerging band like we're not like a you know a huge deal but we take pride in in what we make and we know what we make is 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 good and and dear to our hearts so it's like for anyone who wants to be along with us for the journey it's just like the doors are open and like just come vibe with us if you if you want yeah that's that 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 is great and it makes a lot of sense and stuff for especially for if you're um, a, a new artist, you always hope that what you're putting out there does make a difference and people can can vibe with it, as you were saying. But it's not just kind of like having like this kind of, I guess, maybe a cockiness about it that that doesn't come across in a in the wrong way. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess um, you've you've kind of already. Um, um mentioned that your your background but i guess i kind of want to ask more about um what does your background in music teaching um kind of does that kind of help or hamper you when you're making a record that's a good question yeah. um i would say it helps it it i think um being a music educator, uh, and for clarity's sake, I am um, I'm a K through six music specialist, and so she we work for two different districts, um, and uh, my wife has been an amazing like mentor for me because she's been teaching just a little bit longer than me, um, so I I think I would say that we're each other's mentors, but I think more often than not she's my mentor and stuff, so um, you know music is it's it's just it's a wide canvas so and in music education um we just bring in all of those areas of music whether you're a, a vocalist an instrumentalist um you do world drumming we bring in different cultures of music we have classical jazz rock pop anything just even noise and and hitting our like music education is is meant to bring in that vast like world of it so when i can tell my students like hey like i have uh some experience like working with a producer and working like in uh, a studio uh i can teach them about that and i can do uh even hands-on activities with them like this past year i uh since we couldn't do choir i taught students through um it's actually through spotify it's like a branch of spotify it's called soundtrap and it's a, a digital yeah, yeah, yeah. audio workstation for kids as 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 young as elementary age students to use to learn how to mix music so 
I can bring, I can incorporate that into like everything already. So uh, yeah, it's just the more I can broaden myself with, with things, uh, the better it is for my students. And I'm just doing what I love, like at the end of the day and in both areas as an educator and as a performer. Yeah. I know that was kind of a rant from me. I want to, yeah. Your passion for music really, like, I think it's just shining through. Oh, thanks. You want to get married? <laughs> but I would say, like, also, not necessarily on the musical side, but something that's, like, a huge benefit is, like, the, I, I don't know how to say this without it sounding wrong, but, like, all that extra time we get, like, with the scheduling, like, we have, like, a summer to, like, record and write mm -hmm. and, you know, so that's a huge benefit of our job that allows us to like pour time into like walk jog. So um, yeah, I, being a music teacher really um, supports like having our own duo group. Yeah. Awesome, awesome, that's, that's great. Um, I know that when um, I was in, uh, back in elementary school, that was one of the, my favorite things to do, or one of my favorite uh, times in class is when uh, we got to just learn music and sing, even though I can't sing, but I still have fun. And I know it, you can, it, it, you can do it. I'm supposed to say that because we're music educators. <laughs> you can get that negativity out of your head. And um, yeah, it, and I do know it does help with other areas in um, in uh, school. And for me, it was art. And then when we were doing choir and things like that. So we need more music teachers out there. Yeah, and you're still you're still doing some drawings and stuff too. I think we saw on your Instagram or something you put um, up I your do a lot creations. of photography and stuff like that. That's so. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Thank you. Um, I guess my next question would be, um, do you have a go-to place to, I guess, create and do your music and uh things like that? That's your go-to place, yeah. Okay. So then that's it. I um <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, do you have like an, a physical spot? Like, I don't think so. We have, um, I would say not like a, a place, but like uh, this little notebook uh, for like writing lyrics and mm -hmm. like ideas, writing down ideas. But yeah, this space, well, our our whole house is like full of musical instruments. Wow. Downstairs, there's like a, yeah. a a baby grand piano and like a guitar stand and yeah we and, um we have uh, we have roommates aka her <laughs> her parents um yeah, <laughs> yeah we i live with my in-laws uh, so yeah. this area that you're uh kind of looking at uh is like if i were to show you around real quick <laughs> like we have like <laughs> it's okay it's fun so here's like our tv and then other stuff and then here's our couch and then here's like our, this is like my work area for not only as an educator, but also like my recording area too. So we're kind of tiny home experts. Uh, <laughs> and uh, so we kind of just do everything out of this room. And it's kind of cool to like, think of this spot. Like I've, I've thought about this, like when we end up like moving out and stuff, like there's so much that will, I, I feel like super poetic and kind of corny, but I, I like, there's such like uh, a lot of like, good good vibes and, yeah, and good energy, energy yeah. yeah and and like uh, kind of like this like oh we kind of imprinted 
like a lot of like creativity here. And I think that's kind of a beautiful thing. Um, I was going to say like a little something. We did the creative sprint and that kind of like, because I I think, what was your original question again? Um, What was your favorite place to just create and that you find super uh, inspiring when you write music? Yeah, we kind of recently discovered that I am kind of more prone to being like struck by uh, inspiration. Um, I'm just kind of a, I'm kind of a filler Uh and Emily is a little bit more of like headspace uh, and it's kind of balances out. um, But I kind of naturally feel inspired to do stuff. And it could be the, not that she can't play instruments, but I'm like, a little bit more multi-instrumental. Um, I kind of like, uh, uh, I play bass, I do guitar, I do drums. I'm, I'm kind of a jack of all trades, master of none type individual. Like if you hear the music, all that came from him really. <laughs> yeah, besides like playing the drumming part, I, I'm, I'm not as proficient, but I can like think of all that do stuff and, and get around. Yeah. So I, I feel like it's easier for me to like approach something cause I'm, I'm um, in, in a sense, like I, I have resources. Um, and, but Emily, did you want to kind of explain like how you kind of enter into inspiration? Oh yeah, like, like we, we just kind of figured out recently that more more so I, yeah, he, they call it like a lightning bolt. Like he like suddenly gets inspired and then he can work forever, but I need to like get into that place and then I can work on that creative mm-hmm. moment but i but i don't really get inspired by something like if someone gives me a topic then i can work on it or if if he comes up with something he's inspired with then i can go with that but well I we set a we set a goal yeah Remember? so we set a goal to finish three songs in three days and that worked really well for me and because i knew the topic of each song and i knew like i have to get this in three days so i boom we accomplished that but I don't like suddenly get inspired by something. I'm not that kind of creative. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's seems a little like bit different than you were asking, but yeah. It seems like you do kind of balance balance each other um, out. So that, that's what we try to aim for. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I guess I want to um, talk about your new single. I um. I don't care, and then the cup, the uh, album, the single co- uh, cover art. Um, what yeah. was what, what was the inspiration behind the album cover art? Because it has like a lot of abstract kind of collage inspiration yeah. behind it, and I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. Do you want to talk about the song or the art? I think you should talk about the art because you actually kind so, of had a hand in it, but yeah. we definitely give credit to. Yeah, so we so have a artists. great photographer. And so and we, photographer. Yeah, we have yeah, so we many layers. So many layers to it actually. Um Valerie Metz does our photography and Jonah Logistics does our art. And so um we started by just giving him some photos and like kind of an outline of what we wanted and then he throws back some ideas our way and then we're like, okay, maybe do it like this. And once he he gave us the first rough draft of our album covers. He had this like uh, blue box over our faces. So that was his idea because he felt like the the meaning of I don't care, which he can talk about in a little bit, 
the meaning behind the song kind of was like, we're not gonna let that negativity in. That's what we mean by I don't care. And so he felt like there's, there's a style of art where they put abstract shapes over people's faces. So that's kind of what he was going with. I don't actually know the, the artist, famous. But... There's a famous painting. I, I feel like I should, I should know it, but the um, there's an apple, a green apple over like a gentleman's face. I forget yeah, what so it is. It, it kind of like, either, I think something... he might've even like kind of drew some yeah, inspo some from, that. from something like that. And uh, because he wanted to block our faces so that the negativity doesn't come in. So, but when he first gave it to us, it was just a photo with the shape. And I felt like it needed something more. So I flipped the photo around and kind of like, um, what's it called? Like transparency. Made it, like, made it transparent. So then I threw it back to him and, um, and he made it even like more grungy looking. And uh, yeah, ultimately that's how it came out. Yeah, I would. And to add to that, as far as like some of the, like the, I guess more context to it. Uh, Valerie Metz, who we love her, she's like kind of becoming like a little bit like family to us, and she's just like such. Um, I, I've I've done a few other like photo shoots. I mean, like just for like little like like independent like independent uh, workers, like for like um, do, like modeling a watch, like for I did that for like movement and uh, maybe some like other clothing, like for another buddy of mine. Uh, but I really liked working with her because she like directed us very confidently and i've worked with other photographers i feel like i'm talking about like i'm a movie it's not really a big deal like at all but i uh i've worked with other photographers who i just i i wasn't really gelling with i didn't like i i could tell they weren't really sure what they wanted but valerie really knows what she wants and she's really fun to like work with too and just kind of like, uh, you're a photographer, so I'm sure you have like a style of like directing people or just like a personality that you're trying to like uh, capture. So it's like, you really kind of are this director in a way. And she was just like so confident and on cue. And I, I just really, she got some like real good candid shots as well. Like um, I've always felt very like uh, kind of improv, like dynamic with her and fun. Uh, and she shoots it on 35 millimeter uh, film. I don't know, could we, were you able to tell that at all? Uh, yeah, I could see that it was um, uh, film photography. Yeah, and um, and just knew some cool spots. And then Jonah is, uh, is an art major that went to like Biola uh, University. And uh, yeah, it's just, it's just really cool to have like this, this whole world of art that we that we all kind of delve in together. I write a song, and then I kind of they kind of give it the face, and I think that's like a really really cool process for me. That I I I mean I've I've come to appreciate more of the like art, and I've picked up on some of the lingo or or just terms to use to like say like I think I want this more, and then they can kind of like they like we just help each other. It's like this awesome awesome process but i think the whole reason why we're going back to the actual artwork like we're upside down on one side and then right side up or yeah like uh with the block over our face and and uh, this kind of goes into like the meaning of the song of i don't care because we have a ton of different uh, especially 
last year. You know, we have a ton of different voices talking to us all the time. And um, I think in our like own intuition and in our core, we kind of know what's um, what's best for us. If you kind of move out like all the gunk, like your your intuition kind of like reaffirms you. But I think it's like, I think it doesn't even, it doesn't happen easy. Sometimes we need to go through like experiences to get us to that spot. Like, and some people never arrive there. Like, I don't even know if I'm truly there. Um, and I, uh, I think that sometimes not only the negative people from your out ex external, you know, world, but even just like inside your own mind, I, I remember hearing a quote, it's like, are you the voice that's speaking to you? Or are you the person that's listening to that voice inside your head? And I, I thought that was just like, so like profound. And so the upside down us is like kind of supposed to represent like our own negativity that we might tell ourselves. So the whole song is just kind of about like just um, brushing that off and we dance and kind of playful with it. Cause it's just like, it's going to come at us all the time. And if we just kind of approach it with like a, like whatever type attitude, like, you know, that's like the best way to kind of um, reverse that process of negativity versus positive. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I get that. It's kind of hard at first, but it's just got to be something that you have to learn. Sometimes it takes growing older or just growth, but you have to learn that the person that you need to listen to is yourself. And you just have to kind of take out all the other voices and uh, noise, whether that be outside or inside, mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. you know yourself best. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I guess my next questions are kind of more, a little bit more fun questions. Um, what's a, a single piece of pop culture that just has gotten you through um, lockdown? Oh, That's a good question. Some Netflix shows. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, well, in the beginning, uh, it would have to be, what was that? Uh, love. Love is blind. Love blind is love. Blind. Probably the some of the same things or, that. Yeah. Tiger King. And I was going to say the tiger one. Tiger King. Oh, the Tiger King. Yeah, Tiger King. Yeah, we were total bandwagoners with all with all that we stuff. Were, yeah. Yeah, that was kind of scary in the beginning. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure some. Uh, when did Justin Bieber's album come out? Yeah. It came out February last year. Yeah. No, two Februarys ago. It was like right at the. It was like. Just for a single piece of. That was your answer though. And I only brought that up because you, I, she's a little That's bit true. more of the, the TV person than I am, and uh, but I've become much more like into just so many freaking options. Yeah. Uh, but I'd say for me, like uh, Justin Bieber, like I'm a really like if I, and that's funny because like I don't I, I don't really listen to a lot of like mainstream pop stuff, but uh, I feel like that sounds kind of douchebaggy, but. <laughs> I um I really am a big fan of Justin Bieber like and I I just like I I kind of like admire his his life and his relationship with uh, Haley Baldwin I think I think there's a, a lot of pop stars but a lot of them are maybe just image and production but I, I really think he's a very like talented um, 
good hearted, like artists. And I, I've like, people have seen him go through like stuff. And so I, uh, yeah, I just really like his album changes a lot. I remember like just listening to that album a lot. Um, I, I, this is going to sound weird, but, um, I have never seen him? Tiger King. <laughs> I, I, the really? One, I'm probably the one person that has never watched it. Um, that's okay. It's, it's like a lot of drama. Bill Bill Maher hasn't watched it. Do you know who Bill Maher is? Yeah. Uh huh. <laughs> I remember he thought you said it on his show one time. He's like, "I'm not gonna watch it. Whatever you tell me." <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. I mean, to each his own. You know, it's if you like if you like crazy drama, it's definitely a show for you. But you know, is there yeah. a particular reason why you didn't uh, watch it? um i'm i'm even though this is probably gonna sound like as you said like very hipstery i try to avoid a lot of the bandwagon tv so that would be um game of thrones um tiger King. i don't i don't I've watch never, i don't watch yeah game of thrones, i don't watch yeah. a lot of the shows that everybody is all excited about and stuff like that and then i guess that would extend to movies and books too I've never read Harry Potter, never seen a movie. Wow. So. Yeah. That, to be honest, I never had either until I was like 25. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't watch a movie. So actually, I very much understand that. But I think in lockdown, I was like, there's nothing else to do. <laughs> yeah, for me. I get, I get that though. Yeah. 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 For me, during lockdown, I, I was watching a lot of Netflix, but um my kind of shows that i was watching were some of them were bandwagony um i was into the queen's gambit and um there's a, another oh the circle was another one that's kind of like the social media uh, one yeah yeah one. i i saw a trailer for that yeah yeah so those yeah. were too yeah no i get you i think sometimes like stuff is like so hyped up that it's just only cool because of the hype. Like it's not yeah. actually cool itself. So I, I told, I completely understand that. And, but then I think sometimes the hype is real. I mean, I don't know what shows those, those would necessarily be, but yeah, to each his own. Yeah. And, and as far as um, Justin Bieber, there's a couple songs off his changes album that are really good. I think I pr uh, prefer uh, purpose though. That's, um, that's the is that one, one the one like. before um it might be um the but the one I'm where he's sure. in front of the album and he's like this yeah uh-huh yeah yeah I'm that was the one I, I know for sure came out the same day as uh one direction last mm. album made in the am so uh, that's the, that's my favorite bieber album we just recently watched one direction on iCarly. we're we're big nickelodeon kids <laughs> <laughs> I'm a 90s, I'm a 90s, I was born in 1990, and so I, I grew up with like Keenan and Cal and yep, uh, Rocco's Modern Life, yep. SpongeBob, like all real monsters, so. We were just, anyways, we're, anyways as you could tell, I actually like to talk a lot, so <laughs> please ask us more questions. Well, yeah, for, like all those shows from then are like the um, kids that were like born in 88, like me, and then 89 and early 90s. They pretty much if you were born in those like years, that's all you lived on was like the Disney Channel and then like uh all that and Keenan and Kale and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. so, yeah, I, I I understand. Mm -hmm. Um I guess 
What's your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> These are good questions. These are really good questions. I don't know if I have one. Um, it would probably actually it'd probably be an Ariana Grande song. Uh like we're going heavy on the pop you. artist in this I one. know, we yeah. are just because that's like easy to sing. That's like well, that was also it. our entrance song when we walked onto a dance floor at our wedding i'm so into but it was the yeah. remix one with mac miller cool. yeah so yeah i would say into you by ariana Grande. oh man mm -hmm. um it's funny because i like these pop artists but like i don't think my voice is like a pop voice i definitely kind of have like a through and through indie uh emo voice like back when i was like in high school <laughs> um but uh I've done like, <laughs> this is going to probably sound hokey, but Elvis, from, you ain't nothing but a hound dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, my uh, mom loves Elvis. Yeah, oh, and yeah. probably like uh, a Beatles song, yeah. you know, just like the most uppity, like, you know, old old school rock yeah, song. Yeah, I, I like the Beatles, but my mom's a big Elvis fan, so. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say probably those, yeah. What about you? I don't do karaoke. My brother does. We don't really do it that much either. We have my friends brother here. does, but I I'm not um I'm not too much into karaoke because as I said yeah. before, my voice is so bad. There's some serious karaoke people out there, like yeah. like they're probably better like singers than maybe people who have studied music because they're just all about that performance and you know it's like it's a real world it's a real subculture like world. Yeah, that, to be honest that's what i would put my brother as because he sounds really good and he has like um a um really good uh lower like a lower register and so I know I probably shouldn't be gassing up my brother, but he's, I think he's really good. Um, what was the first kind of first album that you became obsessed with that kind of made you? My next question is what was the last time you felt nostalgic? All the time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nostalgic. Like when did, uh, like, I'm always I'm, wishing for things to go completely back to normal. Is that nostalgic? Yeah, I get. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. What were I you guess, thinking? Like, like, I don't know if this is what you're looking for, but even just today, as I was driving home, I was passing by the elementary school that I went to, and I was like, <sighs> man. Like, that's so funny I mean, we work at elementary schools but it, it was just like very different to drive past like where i went to school and see all the kids getting out and the crossing guards like helping them cross the street and i don't know something about it's like slowly changing to fall right now so it was a little cloudy and i don't know i was like i, I actually pulled over and i just kind of like took it all in for a minute because i was like Wow, wow really you did? The, yeah, I pulled over. On wow, the you learned something new about your <laughs> I was people like, every I, day. I, really, I just really <laughs> miss being like young and not having any responsibilities. I think that's why I did because I currently like just have a lot of responsibilities Aww. in my life. And that's I really like, sweet. I, I love that. Miss that. <laughs> um, you know, 
That's really interesting because uh, my my cousin posted a picture on Instagram today of her daughter um, mm-hmm. uh, for her first day of school, yeah. and it's actually right in front of the classroom that me and my cousin who posted it uh, went to our first day of school at. Oh, and wow. I just put like, dang, like memories, you know. And it's funny because I actually like um, I taught at my district that I grew up in for a little bit before I had my current job and. And uh, yeah, just seeing that. I mean, I don't. I don't think we're, you know, we're we're old. We're definitely older. But I, I really think we're kind of still starting off. Still, like I, I even feel like as thirty years old, I'm like, whoa. I feel like just I barely got established for the first time in my life, you know. Uh, and that's just us, kind of personally. I don't know if it happens sooner for people, but uh, you know, just kind of. But just seeing that, like my cousins and friends, like have kids and they're going to school, I'm like, dude, I can remember that time, like, like it was just yesterday. Yeah. Um. So yeah, but I, I think I also wanted to note that we're all millennials. You said you were born '88. Yep. Yeah, we're we're millennials. But this the Gen Z generation that's coming up. They're they're my one of my cousins who's um she's 19. And she kind of put it into like a pretty good wording as far as like what Gen Z is. And she was saying like, I, she said, I think Gen Z kind of pulls the coolest stuff from each era. This is why you're kind of like seeing the kids with like the real funky colors or some of this nineties throwback stuff, mm-hmm. you know, some of the sixties stuff, the, the VHS editing, you know? And so I, I really think like, I kind of admire this generation for kind of you, you know and and it's funny because i feel like every older generation would be like your younger generation doesn't know but i'm like well you guys kind of seem like you have an idea of of what was hip because you're bringing it all back you're cycling it all back or you know i think billy eilish is kind of like i don't know if that was her intention or her like managers and producers but she brought back like colored hair i at least that's who i think was the person and kind of like this like 90s baggy gothic like so i kind of think we're kind of living in this weird mesh of like this hybrid of modern times slash like um nostalgia Mm -hmm. it's a really really cool time in my opinion and like i think you see it reflected like in the music and stranger things like i don't know everything's like a throwback now yeah you hear and also to when you speak about music you do hear it in a lot of pop music today like with as you mentioned Billie Eilish Dua Lipa even um The Weeknd yeah a lot of his blinding lights yeah right yeah blind yeah a lot of his latest one too very synth heavy and 80s synth heavy and even a lot of the visuals what do you what do you think I just wanted to ask like what do you where do you think that kind of started from because I said Billie Eilish like, I you know, Billie Eilish has very much like a 90s aesthetic, but I guess I've always just considered it like everything old is always new. And it's just like some kind of recurring thing that happens like every 10 years. Yeah, we're all just kind of like updating it. My um, my producer yeah. uh, is in a in a band called Coma Culture. It's actually um, the two dudes. uh Eric and Francois, I think they're in Young the Giant. Um, yeah, and yeah. Uh, he's in a band with them. And they wrote something in their bio 
that said we're kind of like this old like pulling nostalgic sounds and retro sounds and updating them mm -hmm. and that's kind of like yeah that's kind of that's in a weird way it's like it's still kind of progressive you know like in this weird way you're kind of going backwards but in doing that like you're going forward because you're just adding new little ideas to what was already there yeah and then usually the in the instrumentation that they have is not usually done on like the old analog sense from the 80s they're like pulling up like the 80s plugins yeah thank you yeah and um but putting them in like newer updated yeah ways and so you hear yeah. that yeah i agree i agree with you you hear that a lot in pop music um uh however with my producer he does kind of have some old gear that we do okay, yeah. run things through but then like i said like we have the hybrid of like some of the new stuff and so it's you know it can kind of go it can kind of go both ways it's yeah, yeah it's it really neat it's kind of fun though. to talk about it too because i've never really like put it in like articulated it too much before mm -hmm. yeah it's interesting though um and i guess my last two questions are what was what is your song of the the summer what's our song of the summer mm -hmm. what's your song of the summer <laughs> oh um mine is um bastille's distorted light beam that's my pick okay by who bastille why should I know this? Is this popular? Yeah, you would know. Um, they're a British band. I don't know if you heard of Pompeii or Happier yes. with Marshmallow. Yeah. That's oh, like oh, okay. one of the okay. new ones. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I would say Oh, um my I would say for me, my Maya. Yeah. I think her name is Maya. Uh oh, she's yeah, a yeah. she's a bilingual artist, uh fluctuates between Spanish and English. Um I don't know her ethnicity. I just know that she's Latin or Hispanic. Um, but it's called yours. Yes, I've um, heard of that track. Yes. Oh man, it's such like just it's just a vibe. Oh, and I yeah. think that mine would be by a band called Tennis mm -hmm. and it's called Need Your Love. I think yeah. it's like one of their top yeah, top I really, hits. I, Talk about nostalgia yeah, too. I was gonna say super seventies like, through they and through. Straight out of the seventies, like we showed them to a friend and she thought our photographer yeah to our photographer yeah. and she thought like i was showing her an old music video from, yeah she was like no way this is like right now but again it's like but, this yeah. the, the stuff is like you can tell that it was not a song in the 70s because they're using like elements of it but it's like it's just kind of like what if, if the 70s were to happen now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I've heard of both artists. Um, and then I guess my last question I'm going to end it on, what is next on the horizon for uh, both of you for the duo? For Walk Jog? Well, yeah. we, you already know that the EP is coming out on September 1st. And uh, we also have, we're already writing our next song. For so number two, for EP our two. Yeah. EP. So, we actually had studio time recorded and then it's the same story. It's the same story. Yeah. You know, like the the Delta variant kind of, you know, knocked that weekend out. So we uh will probably be recording like in December 
and start the the next EP. So yeah, look for some music in 2022. Yeah, but really look for the EP in September. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> awesome. we're always trying to stay yeah. ahead of the curve. But I would definitely say that's kind of the the next step in the in the process, just pumping out some more tunes, yeah. potentially some shows. You know, depending with um, guidelines of what we can can can't do and and whatnot so awesome that's great thank you so much for taking the time out and chatting yeah definitely thanks for inviting us to be a part of this yeah thanks for tuning into episode three featuring the band walk dog you can listen to their new ep soft intentions out now on all dsps Once again, I'm Brittany, and this has been the Reclusive Blogger Interviews.